Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Final, uh, final vendetta. Final, the final chapter. The cha- the final challenge. The last of these ones. Final reckoning. Reckoning. The what? The, the final reckoning. That is what it is. <laughs> the sticky wickety reckoning. What are you <laughs> sticky reckoning? <laughs> Hello, Cheetos Puffs. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark, starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's Dop. Hey. And this is today's question. Hi, Katie. This is Mati from Eugene, Oregon. Um, I just finished my freshman year, and I'm going into my sophomore year of high school. And last year was pretty rough for me. So um, I was wondering, my question is, if you guys have any tips on how I can make friends next year. And then, so yeah. That would help a lot. So, yeah, I really love what you guys are doing. The best part of my Wednesday is listening to you guys just from the real world. So, yeah, all right. Thank you. Um, and Ashley, it's leave us a voicemail. So, all, right, all, right. all right, well, have a good day. Love you, mean it. Love you too, mean it. First of all, you got you got three friends. Well, two. You got two friends you here. Had three. You had three. <laughs> Ashley doesn't seem thrilled with you making fun of her. Dop and I though loved it. Love it. I'm not kidding. You got three friends here, so that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, we're more famous than anyone in your high school. Actually, you can't even say that confidently anymore. Yeah, they probably have Instagram stars. God, can you imagine having Instagram in high school? No, gosh, no. Listen, I was in high school a very long time ago, so the advice I'm going to give may not be relevant anymore. I thought about how many years it's been the other day. I don't recommend anybody do that. Don't think about how many years it's been since you were in school. It makes you feel bad about yourself, and then you need a whole pint of ice cream. So here's my advice. High school sucks. High school sucks, and it doesn't really matter in the long run of your life. And so to make friends, you just got to be yourself. And I know, ew, you've heard that a billion times, and you're like... But myself, nobody thinks is cool. Um, the secret is that's because those people aren't cool. And they've decided that cool is this like set of traits and behavior that they do and then they do it. But they're not being themselves. And they're going to learn that in a few years. It'll be fun for you to watch on Facebook. But right now, you want to have friends. So I say find people that like stuff that you like to do. Join clubs and stuff. Do after school. I'm trying to think of where all my friends came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of them came from like, oh, I'm on the softball team. So I was friends with the girls on the team. Um, I was on dance team. Captain. It's not a big deal. Um, so those are my friends and also my subordinates. Oh, jeez. So just join clubs. Um, you know, find people that if you like to play video games, find people that like to play the video games you play. Um, people in your classes, maybe. Uh Talk to them, pass them notes. Kids still pass notes. They probably just text. Yeah. Are you allowed to have your phone like in the class? Well, I feel like no, but I also feel like they must just have to let them. Like, what are you going to do? Can't take it away. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's true. We weren't even allowed to chew gum. Really? Yeah. You went to boarding school. They let you chew gum? Yeah. Wow. I thought boarding school was more strict. No. Anyway, focus. Sorry. (laughs) Does anybody else have any advice? On how to make friends. I mean, I had, I didn't, I was the kid in high school that always made friends with whoever nobody was being friends with at the time. Uh-huh. Um, Me too. Just, it just was like, you know, but I also was an asshole. Like I grew up, that was when I first started to be like a dickhead. I grew out of that. But like. Did you? Kind of. For the most part. The good parts of me 
And then there's still, I mean, being a dickhead's funny. I will say I did exactly what you did, Katie, where I joined band, which I know people make fun of band. And you well, those know, people are stupid. Those people are really dumb because band is a ton of fun. Whether it's like marching band and you're doing stuff at like Friday night football games and then you all go out together afterwards. Like some of my f- like best and favorite people in high school were from that. So I would say like that's a huge thing also. And I know that this is a dumb little thing, but if there are things that you do like to do, like I would wear shirts of bands that I like or of video games that I would no, play. No, that's smart. Where it's like then someone can see, oh, I also have this in common and that would like start a conversation. So if you love playing Fortnite or Call of Duty or Destiny or whatever, like Go out and like find something so that people can be like, hey, that kid likes it too. Maybe I'll talk to them. You I know think what I mean? a lot of, yeah, a lot of people spend high school worrying about what other people think about them because it's natural. It shoves you into that environment. But I think if you spend high school learning you and what you like and what you're into, you're setting yourself up better for adulthood, which is just a cooler place to be because there's no parents. College, <laughs> no parents. So, you know, figure out you and, um, and, and find people that like the things you like. Maybe buy a nice set of pogs. I think if you have the nicest oh pogs, I think kids will want, want to be friends. If you get a good slammer, you don't want to have a bad slammer because then no one's going to want to play with you at lunch. Is this outdated advice? A little bit. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if you want to... Oh, oh, also call us and update us and let us know how it goes. And since we're your friends, you can just call us whenever you want to. The phone number, 860-506-5571. Everyone else, if you'd like to call and Ashley... Oh God! Leave us a voicemail. No, <laughs> he's no! discouraged me from trying. No, don't let him. Don't let him steal your thunder. Put me down, Ashley. Leave us a voicemail. That's my girl. Eight six zero five zero six five five seven one. Today on the podcast, there it is. Well, there it is in the doc. Just saying today on the podcast and an ellipsis. Ellipses is ellipses multiple and a dot dot dot. Yep, <laughs> it's a problem solver right there. <laughs> Uh, today on the podcast, we're going to talk about a bunch of news. Let me think in my head. Off the top of my head, we're going to talk about Ryan Lochte. We're going to talk about a bunch of baseball stuff. Uh, what are you laughing at? It's a great draw. This is stick around for baseball and Lochte. We're going to have a Cavalry up, update and a, and a Bachelorette. But before all that, great content. The good, the good, good. Uh, this week's show is brought to you by Simply Safe, which means it's time for me to pretend to be whoever dot. Tells me to be why I tell you about Simply Safe. So, Dop, what a what do we? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, Hi. I would like you to tell me about Simply Safe as though you are a surfer who has paddled out and is waiting to hit that big wave that's coming in. Yo, bro. Simply Safe is a home security system for the modern era. And like, here's what's totally dope about them. These guys like obsess over the details, man. It's why the alarm system is so chill, bruh. Here's an example. A typical glass break sensor, right? Sometimes it gets fooled. It's like, what? I don't even know what's happening. It's a false positive, man. Sounds like drop plates or a baby crying it thinks that something's happening and then it goes off which is totally not chill right (laughs) (laughs) but simply safe doesn't want to settle for typical they want to be totally righteous because really good home security should be accurate can't believe we still haven't seen a wave, but luckily <laughs> it's timing out well, so I can keep telling you about Simply Safe, bruh. 
So they actually, listen, Simply Safe built this glass break test facility and they ran over 10,000 live glass break simulations, which refined their detection technology until it was so accurate, man, it can distinguish a broken plate from a broken window. How cool is that? Cool. Tubular. Oh, boy. Are they still, are they not doing that? In my mind, surfers haven't evolved. He's been waiting for this wave since 1998. (laughs) Playing pogs on a surfboard. Hey! This is the level of detail Simply Safe puts into everything they do, brah. It sets them apart from all other security companies. Simply Safe system is designed so you'll never even notice it. Just like these sharks never notice us. You never even have to think about it, man. It's that easy and that intuitive. And I love this. There's no contract because I don't have to sign it. I don't know how to write. All I do is surf. Sand, surf, sharks. What's his name? This is Brent. Oh, Brent's good. I'm Brent. (laughs) I should have introduced myself at the beginning, but sometimes I forget stuff. Like putting on sunscreen. He never would have forgotten to put on sunscreen. He's a surfer. He wears a wetsuit. He does wear a wetsuit. Anyway, what was, what was, what was I saying? There's no contract. (laughs) Pretty dope, right? They work real hard to earn your business. 24 seven monitoring with police and fire dispatch. Just 15 bones a month. That's dollars in surfer. Brent is my name, and surfing is my game. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> I'm just saying, brah, you got to order your Simply Safe security system today at simplysafe.com slash Nolan. And Simply Safe will donate one to a family in need. How cool is that, brah? This guy just, I'm always talking to a guy and he never answers. It's almost like I'm teeing up Ashley to participate in the ad read, and she just stares at me <laughs> instead. Cool. My friend just fell off of his <laughs> just fell off of his surfboard off Goodbye. of a cliff. Cool. <laughs> oh man, he caught that wave. I missed it because I was telling you about Simply Safe. So go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan. That's simplysafe.com bra slash Nolan. Cool, cool, cool. Oh Thanks, no, Ash. a shark. Where's the oh, shark? The shark. Oh, that's why he went. Cool. cool. He got. He fell into nom, the nom, mouth nom, of a nom, shark. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, that's what you're waiting for. That's where you wanted to participate. <laughs> Hold on. Tee up Ashley the shark. Nom, 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 Great. That's good. Really good stuff. Uh, let's get into the news. Speaking of teeing up Ashley, our first story today, don't know if you guys saw this, the Mets put Noah Syndergaard on the 10-day DL with hand, foot, and mouth disease. Now, I saw a lot of people... Think that was funny on the internet. No. Foot and mouth disease. What is that? Sounds like something you'd get on the Oregon Trail. This is indicative of what a mess the Mets are. Um, here's the tweet from James Wagner, who covers the Mets for the New York Times. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is going on the DL with hand, foot, and mouth disease. Possible. He picked it working, picked it up working at a kids camp over the all-star break. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, I, I realized this isn't funny. We have an expert here on hand, foot, and mouth disease. This may be the only sports story that sports is uh, more qualified to talk about than most other people. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you survivor of hand, foot, and mouth? No. Well, I- Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. 
Don't clap for yourself. Dop wasn't going to. That's true. Oh! It's Ashley! <laughs> wow, that just made me so happy. So you haven't had it. I haven't, but my son did. Uh-huh. And it is terrible. Now, what happens to the hand, the feet, and the mouth? It's not just that area. It oh. actually started with um, sores on the on his bum, oh. which you think is diaper rash yeah. uh, naturally, but then you get them on other parts of your body, obviously. So he had little tiny bumps on like his arms and legs, but this it gets real gross, like sores, like blister sores Ew. on his hands Ew. and his feet. And, and his mouth? The inside of his mouth. And those are the ones that are really painful. Ew. Um, yeah, it's it's terrible and it's super contagious. How long does it last for? Um, several days. Like, and it ended up, I think he was at a daycare for like a week, which Ew. is a long time. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. And it's super gross. Yes, sounds pretty like, gross. Like when you see someone and you're like, oh, you're sick. I feel bad for you. But also, ew. Like, ugh. I don't want to touch you. I, I take care of you. I, or... can, I think I might still have pictures on my phone. I'm good, I are, think. Are you sure? Um, for research? No, I'm good. Um, Dop, you want them for research? Nope. <laughs> He's sure like, what no. are those? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But okay. it can also come with like real lethargy and... Fever. Lethargy is a good vocab word for the podcast. It's 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 really debilitating, and adults can get it. Obviously, Clearly. my brother in law just got it from his. Okay, so tell me niece. what the symptoms are for an adult, because it's I know the there's same. a couple there's a couple sicknesses that when little kids get them, it's not that bad, and when a parent gets it, it's right. really bad. And then there's the opposite: when a parent gets it, they're fine. And yeah. So this one is the I same for both. Yeah. Ugh. And it's it's one of those things where like you can get it to varying degrees. Like you can have a, a mild case or you know a more severe case, but it's. It is disgusting and really painful. And I think it, it's probably harder for little kids because depending on their age, they're limited in the pain medicine they can take. Oh, that's, I didn't and even think of that. And you also can't like it, verbally express how you're feeling right. and how much it hurts. Well, so and also they're like, constantly putting their hands and their feet in their mouths. And so I imagine it's just passing the sores back and forth. It's, it's really gross. That sucks. Do you yes. have to like tape their hands off or like put gloves on their hands so they don't put them back in their mouth? Um, no, cause I don't think like the sores Getting are contagious. Getting inside top as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have to put socks on them and gloves and... Just it's not like if you touch a sore, you get a sore. It's like if you have this, it's, it's a virus, I think. So like you just have it. And then it's gone, like you treat it. So what you're saying, what they're saying then, because they said it, he could have gotten it at a kid's camp. Yeah. So you, one of those kids showed up with that disease. Yeah. And you can have it before you sh- show symptoms. Yikes. And then transfer it. And then you get the symptoms a couple days later. Yikes. Yeah. So we, we, so you're saying we shouldn't try to find that kid and hold him responsible for the demise of the Mets? No. Because he definitely got it from some other kid. That was the thing. Like Austin got it at daycare. And Steve and I, not that we would ever threaten a child, but. They would. They won't tell you who. who <laughs> Not brought that I would it. ever threaten a child, but we but, thought like, about it. You see, you're like, who did this to my kid? Yeah, like, this is terrible. Yeah, and we kept him out for an extended period, even when he was allowed to go back in. She did air quotes because it's an audio medium. I, thought, I mean, you could kind of tell with my it's an audio medium. Anyways. We kept him out longer than we needed to because we didn't want to run any risk of him spreading it to somebody oh, that's else. So awful. But it's like who. God, how could you let this happen? It's horrible. And I, I had some thoughts about threatening a child or their parent for or bringing parent. them in. Probably that we probably go with that route. It feels safe. It was, it was, it was really hard to to watch. Uh, we have other baseball news. <laughs> Moving on from that gross news. Second baseball news. Tim Tebow, you guys, his season is over. <gasps> Happy podcast today. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking ahead, and I don't think it gets a lot happier. But it is entertaining, and therefore, we slog through it. Uh, Tim Tebow. Actually, I mean, are you sad that his season's... I, I mean, I don't ever want anyone to fail because of injury. Yeah, okay. So anyway, back to our board, James <laughs> Wagner, who tweeted on Monday, whatever chance Tim Tebow had at a September call-up will be hurt by this. He landed on the DL this weekend, was diagnosed with a broken handmate, bo- handmate, handmaid's tail in his right hand, and is slated for surgery tomorrow. At Adam Schefter had it first. Folks, Adam Schefter had it first. First, he was the football guy. Then he started popping up on basketball sidelines. Yeah. He was sideline reporting this year. And I'm like, Schefter on basketball? And now he's scooping baseball stories. So my question is, where's he going next? Because what I need, I need him to put on a helmet, saddle up on a horse, and do one of those (laughs) post-race interviews at the Derby where he's like, so tell me, Jose, what was it about this horse? And if you're not watching, you're like, what is it? What is that noise? And you find out, oh, they're riding a horse next to the winning horse. Mm-hmm. I need Shefty to do that next. Katie was bouncing up and down as oh, if she was on a horse, you know, audio media. Don't get the people excited. <laughs> oh, what, Top, what's, what do you want to see Shefty do next? Uh, I want to see him do some sideline cricket because I want to know, I want him to tell me about sticky wickets and dibbly dobblies and <laughs> beamers and stuff like that. You know what? Let's pull a Dop and just assume what he's saying is true. You've never heard Actually, of a sticky wicket? No, is that serious? I, no, not in this context. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ashley, what would you like to see Schefter do next? I would love to get Schefter's scoop on the challenge. Okay, you win. Not officially a sport yet, but uh, this season is back. Which was this one called? The final, uh, the final vendetta, final, the final chapter, the cha- the final challenge, the last one. It's called the last <laughs> one of these ones. The last of these ones. Final reckoning. Reckoning. The what? The, the final reckoning. That is what it is. <laughs> the sticky wickety reckoning. What are you? The sticky reckoning. <laughs> what? Uh, Dop, you been watching a challenge? Uh, no, I, I would lie to you if I How have that. you not been? How have we not sold you on the beauty that is the final reckoning? <laughs> you know what? You're right. When you put it like that, I really should go back and binge it. Can I just I binge can't it? believe. Of course you can binge it. I'm a, I think I'm a. I think I'm one episode behind. No, it's it's out tonight. Right. So there's only been two. Okay, so I've seen them both. I feel like I already know what it is that I want to know based on the way that you talk about it. Like, I really like Bananas. That guy whose shirts don't fit is dumb, and I'm not a fan of him. Devin, yeah. He's not on it this season. Oh, good. Not yet is a great great point. What happened last week? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Bananas partner was revealed. And it became very apparent that the way they matched these teams is totally unfair. Yeah, completely. Because some of them are boy-boy teams, yeah, some are boy-girl teams, and some boys. are girl-girl teams. Yeah. Tony looks like he's been enhancing his performance, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Not having more children. No, he's been enhancing his performance in the off season, And he's still so dumb. Mm-hmm. He is so dumb. <laughs> he's a very dumb person. Who was the group? Man, I should have refreshed this before if we were going to talk about it. But who was it? Because the, the challenge where they had to push them and grab the rings. Mm-hmm. Who was it that was like, get up on the platform. If you push yourself again, I'm going to kill. Oh, it was Tori them. and Derek. Yeah. So funny. It was. Which she was like, Derek. <laughs> and he looked her right in the eye and just like pushed off. <laughs> and then he, he gave his little confessional and was like, I need to stop sucking because Tori scares me. <laughs> She's going to be really mad at me if we don't win. 
I don't know how I feel about there being a redemption house again. Yeah. And they act all surprised when they drop them off at it, and they're like, this isn't a hotel! Like, yeah, we know. It's a redemption house. Yeah. And all the guys in the redemption house right now, I don't know any of them, so I don't care. That's fair. I don't care. Yeah. You can't introduce me to a character and then put him in the redemption house. Like, when when the first challenge happened, most of the people that got kicked off, with the exception of what's-her-name? Jenna. Who I like. Jemmy. And Jemmy, who I also like. Like, I, I was like, oh, good. We got rid of the ones I didn't know, and I don't have to learn them. Now I have to learn them in a separate... I just don't care as much. Yeah, I agree. Also, I don't know. We won't talk about this for long. <laughs> Nelson. Oh, your text message. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I won't put it in the exact same terms. <laughs> That's not safe for me. Nelson is this little enigma of... I can't tell if he's self-aware uh, or if he's just blissfully walking through life wearing his weird outfits that he wears. And I texted Ashley when I was watching this week because Nelson wore a shirt. How do I? Nelson wore a shirt that was like a Jackson Pollock. If Jackson Pollock only used white paint on a black shirt. So he's wearing this shirt just covered. Like if, if you were brushing your teeth and someone said, said something funny, you did a spit take of toothpaste. Onto that person. On- to the person. Yep. Or if uh, you went to, if you were cleaning off a paintbrush that had white paint on it, mm-hmm. and you did a thing where you roll it in between your hands, mm-hmm. and it flicked out all that paint onto your shirt. Or I'm sure there's other scenarios <laughs> in which your shirt would just be covered in these drips. I was like, Nelson, what are you doing? I paused my DVR. I took a picture and sent it to Ashley, and I was like, do you think he knows? <laughs> and if he does know, he's my new bananas. I'm all in on Nelson. But I don't think he knows. I don't think anything he's doing is on purpose. I think separate of this conversation, I don't like bananas going after people romantically. Me I feel neither. like it messes up with I'd his like, game. My favorite bananas is asexual bananas. Yeah. When he's like, he's taken and he's not pursuing that and that's not part of the thing. But like he, the Angela thing this week, I did didn't make any sense. For. Men are stupid. Mm-hmm. Not all of you. Some of you are great, but men are stupid, and they get distracted by dumb things. Yeah. So, Bananas, get on your game. All right, so that's enough challenge talk, but to wrap up this Tim Tebow thing, the Mets need a miracle, and if even Tim Tebow can't get it done, I really just don't <laughs> see things getting better for them. That was their last last shot, and he broke his hand. So, why do you look so sad? Are you, like, a huge Tim Tebow fan? No, I just, I don't, uh, you dismissed me when I said this earlier, but I don't look when things end because of injury. I think that sucks. Yeah, like, that does I, suck. But it's know. not like, oh, my God, sad podcast today. Tim Tebow can't play baseball for the Rumble Ponies anymore. <laughs> like, Wait, oh, that sucks. That's is that sad, the team name just... is the Rumble Ponies? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They'll play again. He'll play again next year. He'll rumble whatever. again next year. I really don't He'll think pony that the... up and rumble one more time. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think it was like really likely that he was going to get called up but i mean what what do i know last baseball story real fun one uh brewers pitcher josh Hader. this is kind of old his old tweets resurfaced during the all-star game they were very very bad uh and then the story from this week brewers fans gave him a standing ovation when he took the field why what a great question uh I have many thoughts on this i guess we should just go do we have a sound effect for don't at me this feels like it's gonna be a one big long don't at me nope we never had da, it. Da, 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 don't at me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think we should use that one, but we can we can talk about it off pod. So uh, let's start at the beginning. The tweets were really bad. Uh, multiple N-words. Bunch of other hateful bullshit. 
tweet that literally said, I hate gay people. So this wasn't one of those scenarios where it's like, well, maybe it was a song lyric, um, which somebody actually did say. But whatever. Um, we've talked about this before in the podcast when old tweets resurface and people are held accountable for them and how we should treat the situation. And just to reiterate my stance here, uh, my stance is that all the uproar from both sides people that say the public figure with the bad tweets should be banned or fired or punished and people that say everyone should get over it because it happened a long time ago. What gets lost in all that uproar is the teaching moment, right? It becomes about damage control for the person who sent the tweets instead of being about, hey, uh, you said racist and homophobic shit on the internet years ago. I get that the win now is to say that you don't think those things anymore, but let's talk about why you did think them and then what happened to make you change your mind not just because i think it's important that the person show that they've actually changed not that they just know how to read a press release but also because there's like there's unfortunately people still out there who think the things you thought when you tweeted that and so i think if you were to say what happened between then and now that changed your thinking uh that would be beneficial to them you could help change the way people think because if you actually think the things you tweeted then are bad now, then shouldn't you want to use your platform that you have right now to get people to stop thinking and spreading those ideas? Because, like, as a baseball player, you're not always going to be like, well, I always use my Twitter to to say that hate is bad. and race. You don't want to be the guy that on Twitter is never talking about anything except really serious stuff. Because I've said this before, you don't want – people still need to listen. You still need to get people to listen. So you can't always be like, okay, guys, enough – But this is the perfect opportunity for you. You got in trouble for saying bad stuff. Now you come out and you're like, I obviously don't believe any of those things. Well, obviously is interesting because you said them. So it's only obvious that you don't believe them because it would be stupid of you right now to go, I I still believe those things. So all that's obvious to me is that you know there's no win in the public eye right now to say that you hate gay people. Because it's a stupid fucking thing to say. It was a stupid thing to say then, and it would be extra stupid to say it now. So that, to me, is all you've learned. Is like, ah, we don't say that now. But tell me what you've done to to unpack why you hated gay people and why now you know that's unacceptable and they're people and should be treated as such. Because all you've said is, that sucks. What I said sucks. And nobody's debating that. Anyway, um... That's where I'm at in the tweets. But what we need to talk about is the standing ovation, right? So for me, here's the issue, right? You did bad things. People didn't like it. You apologized. I am all for, I've said this before, accepting apologies, allowing people to change. But the pendulum swinging so far back so quickly that we're at the point where we want to cheer him for what? What are we cheering for? The hardship that he endured by being held accountable by words he wrote? Uh, The fact that he used to hate gay people and now he says he doesn't? We're standing up and clapping for that? Like, we don't have to boo the guy. I'm not saying boo him. But we don't have to stand and clap like you did it. You said you don't hate gay people anymore. What a hero. It's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. And Mina Kimes had a great point on Twitter where she basically was like, you know, fans booed players who knelt during the anthem, but cheer for a guy 
who had a tweet that literally said, I hate gay people because that must have been so hard for him. And that kind of stuff fascinates me because it's very easy to be like, man, people suck. Man, people are bad. Man, people are racist. Like things that are all true, but it's not about all people. What fascinates me in this situation is like, why? Like, why are we giving a standing ovation to this guy? Like, you, I, I like digging into the like, people are people. And if we try to understand them, you can. And so where I've netted out on this, and I'm not saying this is right, this is my thought process, um, is that the majority of the people in this country, which means white people, it's the majority of people, can relate to hater, right? So they can put themselves in his shoes very easily of like, oh, come on. The guy said some stupid shit. I've said some stupid shit. It was years ago. I can't imagine being held responsible for things I said back then. Today, he's a good kid and he means well and I support him and I'm going to show him my support so they stand up on their feet. That's a very easy, you do not have to take any extra steps in relating to hater. You just go, oh, I've said dumb stuff. Probably wasn't that bad, but I've said dumb things and I don't want to be held. Like, that's the thought process. No extra steps. With athletes kneeling, the white sports fan is not personally relating to why they do that you can empathize and some do but that takes effort you have to take an extra step on the surface white people cannot relate to athletes who kneel for they can't relate to what they're protesting which is for the millionth time by the way (laughs) that black athletes don't feel the flag represents them because of systemic racism which is the direct result of policies that were in place against them never fully made right which led to corrupt police prisons disproportionate it's just every all that but a white person is like what i don't hate black people and there's no slavery and i don't use the n-word and so what are they talking about racism and wait a second people died for that flag do they hate the military and then the leader of the people comes out and says yep they hate the military also they're sons of bitches and then a bunch of owners come in because they're scared because they see this money that could be leaving and they're like, they also don't get it. And so they say, yeah, no, it is about the military and we're not going to stand for that. And then that's not what's happening. It's still not about the military, but we've made it that. Now you've got a bunch of people who, you know, the whole point of this was for them to listen. You've now got them all in an echo chamber and all they can hear is the sound of their own voices yelling. So no listening happens and we all get further apart. So I think that's like mentally where I've arrived with like, that's how somebody cannot see the issue. That's how somebody can boo a player for kneeling Mm -hmm. and cheer for a guy who sent bullshit, racist, homophobic tweets. I, I think that all makes sense, right? Like you don't want to say it makes sense because that does, it sounds like you're saying it's right. I think that's their, I just think if we were to, I think the overall point, I'm going to say I think a billion more times. <laughs> I think my overall point is like we're just lacking in empathy. Nobody has, nobody takes the extra step towards empathy anymore. Everyone thinks of not just themselves in a selfish way, but they can, things they can relate to. And no one goes the extra step to acknowledge someone else's pain. When someone says, hey, this sucks and hurts, a lot of times We look at what they're saying from our point of view. And if we don't see it, we go, well, you know what? We all have hurt instead of looking Mm -hmm. at it from their point of view and saying, that's a very specific hurt I can't relate to, but I can help fix. No one's doing that. We're like, well, you're always going on and on about your hurt. It's about time we talk about my hurt. But like, there's no world in which hater is a victim. He sent those things and he should come out and say, hey, 
I'm not a victim for you digging up my old tweets. Does it suck? Uh-huh. But I said that. And it's my responsibility to show you I don't think that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just think we're really... It appears like we're more empathetic to him, but that's because it's sympathy because the majority of people can relate to what he's been through. And it's very difficult to relate to a complex issue like what football players are kneeling over. And I'm just embarrassed that at the laziness of people, like the unwillingness to try. Actually, when I watched um, the clip of the standing ovation, I interpreted it a little bit darker than the way you did. Ooh, like you watched it and happened twice, I think. The, I think it keeps happening. The There was one instance then that I saw, because um, I only saw it on Twitter, yeah. where it didn't look like the guy was saying, you know, you've come out and said, you're sorry, good job. It was more of like a, hell yeah, you, like, I agree with what you said. Oh, gross. It just, and again, that was just based off of No, that's probably expression. more, you're pro- that's probably more likely. I'm taking the most sympathetic right, st- like right. stance to like, Okay, you're clapping for the guy because you can relate. But yeah, there's absolutely just like there are people who are booing athletes, not because they're kneeling because they think it disrespects the flag, but because they're black and they think they should shut up like there. There is that that side of it. Mm -hmm. My point is, like, I don't think we we can take any step towards fixing anything, which I think is always supposed to be the goal. If we're always like everyone who does this. I'm cautious when I say this because it, it I I agree but I know it shuts people down. You can't be like everyone that does that is racist. It's like I yes, right. In the in the understanding of that word that you have when you take the time to study that, to learn about like the history of race in America. Yes, those actions are racist, but not everyone's doing that level of deep dive into it. So when they hear racist, they're like you, I don't say the N word. I'm not racist. And that's where you're, we're the, you're, we're losing people. Mm-hmm. You have to break it down differently. And I mean like white people to other white people. This is not anybody else's burden, but ours to get people to come to the table and have these conversations where it's like, look, no one's writing you off forever as a racist, bad person. No one's writing you off hater as a, as a whatever, as a homophobe. But like, let's have this conversation instead of just moving past it. I don't want to either. The only two options aren't kick you out or celebrate you. Mm-hmm. It's like we can just have you be just go back to being that pitcher. You made fucking mistakes. Now put in the work. And we always skip that step in all of these unrelated things. And I'm now who even knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> we skip the step in the middle. Which is like, cool, let's check back on this dude in two months when something crazy has happened and someone sends a tweet threatening war and then we're all worried about our lives. Let's go back and check on this guy and see, so what have you done? Because we're not going to do that because we're not going to care because we either want someone to be a villain or we want them to be a hero. And we never care about just like the best supporting actor. Like no one gives a shit about the guy in the middle. And it's like... I don't know. It just gets me so frustrated because everyone's always got to be polarized and take their side. And I'm in the middle like I know this isn't a popular opinion, but I'm going to try to figure out what the two of you both think and how you can get closer to each other on it Mm. and why this person stands and cheers for him and why this person boos for this person. And it all starts to make sense. But then I still don't have the power or the uh, like I'm not smart enough to figure out, well, now how do we fix it? I can help with the digging on like where are you guys separate from each other? But then sometimes you get seen as being sympathetic to one side or another. It's just a, everything's a mess. I just think that, like, it's gross. 
You don't have to stand up and clap for somebody who just got exposed for some bullshit. I've been talking for 45 minutes. Dov, how are you feeling over there? Is it is it safe? Um, safe might not be the right word. Like one of the things that's really hard for me is understanding everything that just happened in Milwaukee with Sterling Brown, the Bucks shooting guard, who was like tackled and tased by police for no apparent reason based on video evidence. And yet after something like that, which was nationally covered and very well known, now we have a white pitcher who makes these comments, and I get it that they're old comments, but and the public response in the city after what just happened to this black athlete is this standing ovation. To me, it's I feel more like Ashley, where it's like I, it's you sound as a city so tone deaf to not understand what's going on around you. And it's not about like, hey, we need to make sure that this guy feels supported. Like, great. I'm sure Josh Hader feels supported. I'm sure that there's plenty of, of support for him. I'm sure the team would help get him su- support. If I were him, I'd be embarrassed by support. That's kind of the point. You I don't feel like need I'd it. be like, stop supporting me. I, that, I'm different now. Like, I'm sorry. I learned I this. Unless he's like, still thinks those things. Right. Then you're like, oh, oh everybody found out. Like, hmm. Which is what's so hard about the fact that, like, after what happened with Sterling Brown, like, this is the city's response to yet another, like, racist tirade on social media. I think that the the only harm in putting it on the city is that, A, like, on a completely different level, but as a Boston fan, I've had things put on me, and I'm sure as a Philly (laughs) fan, you've had things put on you, and the answer you're ever, the only answer you're ever going to get from that is, like, not all Boston fans, not all Milwaukee fans. Of course. And also, it makes it seem like racism and homophobia is a problem in one city. I think this is a thing that just is representative of America and where we're at. It's just people, there's so much going on in the world right now that people are going to, they don't have time to empathize. They don't have time to think through what you're thinking, and they're constantly being told to have an opinion and have a take and express it on the internet or express it out in the world and so everyone's just doubling down on their own thing and being polarized off to different sides because no one's taking the time to be like that's a problem i don't have but i'd like to learn about it no one cares so i just think they think that haters been through some shit because how dare anybody dig up his old tweets and they stand and cheer for him and don't realize how fucking dumb that is because he hasn't been through anything yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm not I'm not trying to specifically say Milwaukee is having a problem. I just think it's a place. I heard you like say you said, Milwaukee. Uh, that is <laughs> really strong. Close. It's just it's just where, like you said, it's where our country, unfortunately, where it feels like our country is at, where you're able to be a little bit more open with what we didn't realize was a problem still in America, as bad as it is. Yeah, I think the takeaway is like a empathy, learn it and have it. Um, it will help you in life. You'll be able to connect with more people instead of writing them off based on whatever the fuck. And also, it's important to distinguish the difference between pushing back against discrimination and then, like, being pushed. Like, that person Mm. isn't a, like, it's one of those things. Have you ever gotten in a fight with a significant other where, like, no, I know, (laughs) I know all your relationships are perfect, where you're mad about something and then they get mad at you about being mad. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you don't get to get mad at me for being mad. I'm mad. And they're like, oh, so you're the only one that can be mad. And it becomes a fight about who's mad. Have you ever had this fight yes. or is that just me? Because I've had that fight a lot of times where you're like, let's trace back to the beginning. I started the fight by saying I'm upset with you about this thing. And now it's ending and you're upset with me. It's it's like that. Everyone's getting mad at each other's madness mm-hmm. and no one's talking about like this all started because I was like, you're not supposed to tweet. I hate gay people, which I don't think is debatable. Like you're don't you're not supposed to hate gay people, not just not tweet it. Like, don't forget the source. Find the source. And don't get distracted in your own bullshit.
I was going to try to soften it so we could segue to an ad read, but oh, I don't gosh. think I softened. Nope. I have to do an ad read after this? No. I do. <laughs> well, I have to tee you up. Oh, that must oh, be Ashley. so hard so for you. Hard, so hard, Ashley. So oh, difficult. Oh, speaking of victims, Ashley, me. tell I am. I have so much sympathy for your struggle right now. <laughs> How am I supposed to be joyful? Yeah, you're the one who has to be <laughs> joyful. Do you want to move a story in between this and an ad read? No, I'll, I'll handle it. You think you got it? You think you'll be okay? I'm a professional. Stop. Stand up right now at your desk. I'm clapping for that myself is, again. My God. What a woman. What a, what a real struggle she has been through. <clears throat> Whenever you're ready. Okay, Catherine. Oh, don't. I think what will bring us all the most joy is if you do this ad read as if you had the joy of a child. The joy of a child. So I'm a child. You're a small child. A small child learning yeah. to brush my Maybe teeth. Maybe with like a little bit of a lisp. Wow. Okay. Also, you have foot, hand, and mouth disease. No, I'm brushing <laughs> my teeth. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. The truth is, most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So, what makes Quip so different? For starters... Clip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes, while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes, with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months, Three, this many. For just $5, this many. Including free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions white to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. Lisp. Oh, did I not? I didn't? Yes. Okay, okay. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on <laughs> Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's best inventions... <laughs> And are the first subscription electronic toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. They sound important. Plus, plus, <laughs> plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000, I can't do the list too much, 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. My mommy uses it. My daddy uses it. My auntie. And the girl in my preschool is pretty. Tells me that I'm nice. I'm sorry. You're in preschool and this is your vocabulary? I can read, Daniel. Can you? <laughs> anyway, sorry about him. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Nolan right now, you'll get your free refill, your first refill pack, sorry, free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Nolan. That's G-E-T. Q-U-I-P dot com slash Nolan. Dop. Suck it. Oh. Wow. She is. I told her it's time for her to go to bed. That yeah. is inappropriate language to be using for a, uh, this many year old, you know? Convenience. Dentist recommended. Hey, she doesn't write the ad copy, but I'm she just, reads it yeah. and she gets paid good money to do so. And now it's her nap time. Good for so her. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back into the news. Uh, Ashley, for the rest of the podcast, why don't you read this uh, with a lisp? 
No, more happy stuff. Damn, we really should be focusing more on like, hey, let's make sure someone's saying happy stuff at the at the whole. Let's make sure the podcast has happy stuff. Hey, Your I love you guys. Happy stuff. Oh, Aww. is it? Oh, I love you too. That's not what I meant though. Oh. I meant like a like story wise. Oh. Pick happy stories so that we're not going. Okay, now more news. Josh Gordon is missing time from Brown's camp for a health and treatment plan. I think this is happy. I think so too. You know, I saw this and. I don't know. I really didn't read the reaction from anybody on this story. You know, some days when you're like, that's it for me today. Mm-hmm. I will close the laptop and play video games for a bunch of hours. So every day. Yeah, No, there's just days where I'm like, you, know, you see a story and some days you're like, I bet people, I want to hear what people have to say on both sides of that. And you go look it up and then whatever. I just named two of our, uh-huh. two of our segments <laughs> in one sentence. Um, there are some days where you see a story that you know people are going to have two different sides. And you're like, I'm not doing this today. So I saw, anyway, I saw Josh Gordon's statement and I was like, that's awesome because that is one of the first times I remember to sum it up. He basically just, he's not coming to camp uh, and he's going to return, but they're not saying when because he's taking care, basically putting his health first. And the team put out a statement as well, supporting that being like, whenever he's ready, we're here and whatever. This is the first time I can remember I saw a team actually do that the right way. They didn't force him back when he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. They didn't cut him because he had a problem. It seems like, and I'm skeptical, but it seems like on the surface, they're supporting a, a member of their team actually getting better. And they're taking the steps to help him do that. And they're giving leeway where they need to so that he can do that. And again, I'm skeptical because I, I've really been let down by a lot of things in the in all these sports stories lately. But it does seem like the Browns are doing the right thing. It seems that way, and you hope that the NFL is finally going to get something right, and this is one of those areas where maybe they're actually getting something right, or at least one of the franchises is. But this is something that's been really, like, you know, I've talked to you guys about this. This is important to me because of of how it relates to somebody else that's important in my life, which I've talked to you guys about. Like, you know that I have, and the listeners don't know all the backstory here, so just a, a little bit, but like a number of podcasts that I have missed um, have been because of somebody that is close to me that is currently going on eight months sober, which is a huge accomplishment and something that I, a year ago, if you had said this to me, I would have not had the same response that I have today because I haven't been through it with somebody else to be able to understand what what the mental health and depression and anxiety do to somebody with substance abuse issues. And so for me, um, you know, looking at it from, Dealing with somebody on a daily basis who is is trying so hard to be sober and th- knowing that that substance abuse was tied directly to the anxiety and the depression that they had, you know, I can definitely say today I am super proud of what Josh Gordon has done, regardless of what anybody wants to say, because I probably would have been that dick a year ago that would not have understood this, that would have said, like, come on, dude, like, get your stuff together, like, get on the field, you're a football player, like, get this, because... Just because they're a millionaire, just because they're a professional athlete, just because they have all of whatever it is that you want to say, that doesn't mean that it's going to bring somebody happiness. They're still a human being. They still have emotions. They still have flaws. There's still parts of them that is, you know, they are a, a regular, normal person. They just happen to have a job where they make a lot of money. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden everything is fixed. And so the idea that he is proactively deciding to take time away to be able to do this and the team is supporting him. I am so excited for him to be able to do that, especially now for me, at least firsthand, having watched somebody else go through substance abuse issues and want to stay sober and really want to do it this time. 
the only response should be, good for you, dude. You do what you need to do, and we'll be here to help you when you're ready to come back. Yeah. I mean, it seems like this story, what we all want, I think, I hope, uh, is for the Josh Gordon saga to have a happy ending. And it mm-hmm. feels like we're at the point now where it, it can. For a while there, it was like, man, this guy can't get right, and this guy can't this, and this guy can't that. And nobody was being like, well, no one's helping him. It's very hard to admit you have a problem, especially if that problem were with a drug that seems very recreational and doesn't historically have a lot of people talking about the fact that you can have a problem with it, like weed. Um, so it, it, I think that everyone should just support that, you know, this could be a happy, we could be working towards a happy ending where Josh comes back and has his head right and got the help he needs and continues to maintain the help he needs and can play because what a incredible athlete from what we've seen of him. He's just like next level. And I think it's, you know, like you were saying, Doc, it's important for him to come out and, and say these things publicly. It may help other people that would identify with an athlete but would never identify with someone who has mental health issues um, kind of realize that they can be one and the same. Yeah. Um, and substance abuse issues as well. So let's hope all the best for him. I think you're right. I think this is a happy story. I yeah. think we're on step in the right direction. And I also think that we should just – I think it's – should we do a Bachelorette update so we can all just <laughs> laugh at stupid <laughs> shit that doesn't fucking mean anything? Um have a little bit of fun for a sec. Ash, do you have a Bachelorette update? Sure do. do. Hi, I'm Ashley Brabant here with your Bachelorette update. Quick fill-in since we missed last week. Okay. Unfortunately for you, Katie, Colton was kicked off. Also unfortunately <gasps> for you. And also unfortunately for me. Yeah. Because everything that's bad for me is also bad for you. That's because true. we're best friends. Your happiness is directly tied to my happiness. So is yours. So Tia came... Wait, I forgot to go. Wait, damn it. He's off? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Uh, Tia came back and was like, actually, I have feelings for him after all. What? Which they should have done weeks ago. What about ago. Tamara? No, she's she's still. Okay. Maybe next week she'll come back. <laughs> uh, so he's gone, which is hugely disappointing. Very disappointing. And then so does week, he get, did he get to have sex? No, but it was before Fantasy Suites. The week before Fantasy Suites. He so, got so close. He's so close. Oh, they just pulled the carrot right out from in front of his face. <laughs> It was dangled, and he was like, "We're gonna do. I'm, I have all the time in the world." Because he didn't have time before. No, I know. He didn't have he time so to have busy. sex. Now he's got nothing but time. Someone should go have sex with Colton, ask for consent, <laughs> and then have sex with Colton. The poor guy. I think. Well, tune in for Bachelor in Paradise because I'm sure it'll come up on that show. Oh, I can't. I don't watch that show. You need to start. I don't like it. It's horrible. It's not for me. Okay. So this week we were down to. Garrett, who I still had in my top three. Congratulations to me. Congratulations. Uh, Jason, the guy whose name she forgot a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Blake, who's just a happy little guy. So weird production choice. They She ended up kicking off Jason, but like in the middle of the show. Huh? So she has her date with Blake. It's all well and good. She has her date with Jason. Doesn't take him to the fantasy suite. Kicks him off. And then we, we go on the date with Garrett knowing Jason's already eliminated so he's fine so there's no drama so yeah. he's safe i will say favorite quote of the night came from garrett which was when he was telling her i truly do love you do they, are they doing that now they're oh, all yeah. saying i love you well, gosh she didn't but the the she men never are. does that'd be bad tv <clears throat> i truly do love you and i hope you're the last woman i ever have to say that to Whoa! Which everyone glossed over. It's like it's getting more painful every time I I say it. I can't lie. I can only lie so many times, ladies. Wrap it up! Yeah. 
fucking Garrett. So Jason came back for like the, oh, I'm going to try to make my pitch one more time. And she was like, still nah. Pitch is weird. So it was like just the two guys at the end. We yeah. knew they were going through. Cool. So I saw the internet was mad. The internet like Jason. I saw the internet turn on Becca. Um, it seems like from the clips were shown, we know Garrett's problematic. Mm. And Jason seems like a pretty normal dude. And Whose when, name you forget, When though. they're actually talking, it says things of substance and can use big words. Whereas Garrett was saying, like, uh, and I like, I say like, constantly. Uh. Nope. Not like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, people were mad about Jason because you would have loved a Jason Blake showdown in the final. Jason Blake showdown. We know Garrett. Oh, they fight is- to the death now on The Bachelorette? That. I would watch. I would support that. It ends in the octagon. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your doodle doo doo. That was my bachelorette update. And now time for our very first Jerry Cavallari update. Doodle doo doo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Katie. And it's time for your very Cavallari update. Unfortunately, I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, I watched the other one, but I didn't watch it this week yet. Because I just started watching Succession, and I'm three episodes into that, and I really don't know if I like it or not. But I'm addicted, and I have to keep watching. But I'm not irresponsible, and so I read someone else's update of Very Cavallari. And so now I'm going to recap their recap by pointing out the thing that sounded like maybe it was the most interesting part of the episode. So Jay Cutler, former football player, Husband of Kristen Cavallari. Mm. That's what his font is on the E-Network. Kristen's husband. He wants to move to a new house. Now, Kristen has said for a long time she's not interested in moving to a new house. Then she decides to troll him a little um, by getting a bunch of goats what? to hang out on their lawn because she says Jay is obsessed with their lawn. And so she gets a bunch of goats to fertilize to come and fertilize the lawn. So they've got like a bunch of little goats walking around. So just poop everywhere. I guess so. Okay. So they've got the goat, Jay, and then <laughs> Jay, a bunch Jay, of little Jay. goats walking around uh, pooping. This completely backfires. Am I supposed to keep the bachelor update voice the so. whole time? No. Okay. It completely backfires, as you w- wouldn't, because like what was the fucking plan? Kristen sees a little goat and she thinks it's adorable. So she's like, oh my God, I love this goat. Light bulb goes off in our boy Jay's head. He has that function. I know. That's what I love about this show. You re- learn all these things about Jay Cutler. He says, uh, well, you know, legally we can't own a goat here. Like we couldn't keep that goat that you're so in love with right now. You know where we could? That new house. So he convinces her to take a ride with him to the other house during which he wears a ridiculous hat. Again, we're learning things about Jay Cutler. Got that hat confidence. Uh, he says it, that it's like a blend of like a hipster and a cowboy. Oh. I feel like, sure. Uh, they get there. It has a chicken coop, which, you know, as anybody in the, in the realty space knows, um, that's like the new exposed brick or open floor <laughs> plan. It's, it's like, oh, it's got a coop. I'm in. And also has like a little fenced in area for a goat, which is like, did he know this was going to happen? Is it for his deer cams? I'm unclear. Um, basically though, she gets there. She sees it. So it's a beautiful house. She's like, this is where the goats would go. He's like, that's where the goats would go. And guess what? They're moving. Wow. So she got goats just to be like, he loves the lawn. I'm going to bring a bunch of goats to poop on our lawn. And he turned that into, I got you to move to a new fucking house. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Jay Cutler is Illuminati. I don't know what that means. This is what people say when, you just, when you're when you like in a secret. And Jay Cutler's really smart. 
Who knew? Who knew? And that was your very cavalier. That, oh, sorry. I say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And that was your very cavalier kind of update, sort of. Doodle-doodle. Yours is sad. <laughs> Why'd I even get out of bed today? Okay, another fun one here. When's the last time you heard the name Ryan Lochte? Been some time. It's been a, been a minute. And that time that he... What did he... What happened when they were over there? Gas station? Didn't he say... I don't even remember. Were they kidnapped? He Didn't he say they got kidnapped? Oh, that's what it was. He said they were kidnapped, and then we found out that he just, like, pissed all over the gas station or something. Anyway, he's still doing good. He's still... What you remember of him is enough for this story to land. Uh, He has been suspended 14 months for violating an anti-doping rule. Um, And he was only caught because he posted a picture of himself hooked up to an IV on Instagram. Yes. So apparently the rule isn't, it wasn't that he was taking a banned substance. It's that, and I'm not going to get into the minutia of it, but I did look it up. It's like you can only take in an IV a certain amount of milliliters at a time or something. Mm -hmm. So you could tell by the picture in the IV bag and all that, that it was just, it was the the delivery system or whatever was wrong. It wasn't like he was, he didn't Instagram a picture of himself like taking HGH or something. He's not (laughs) that, I don't want to say he's not that stupid definitively because I don't, not sure I believe it, but um, he's. It wasn't the dumbest thing you could do. Still, really dumb. Mm-hmm. That's not also the only problem with the Instagram post. Oh, now I don't know if you know this, but as a public figure, sometimes you get approached to put ads for things on your Instagram. Post oh, no. a picture of you with this skinny tee and say, like, I love this skinny tee. Hashtag ad. You have to do that. It's compliance. So, like, I've maybe done two of them, um, and you have to write. Hashtag ad, or else it may look to a viewer exactly how an advertiser wants it to look, like you just naturally love that product, um, which you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's possible that he just naturally loves whoever this, whatever this product was that he was using. And the photo that he posted on Instagram that got him suspended was just a photo he actually wanted to post. But if it were by these people, he didn't write hashtag ad. So he's like, I just love getting my recovery in with hashtag whatever, at whatever, and then no hashtag ad. So we probably didn't even get paid for I it. I think we should launch an FCC investigation. <laughs> Is that who investigates us? Uh, probably just stop. Is it the FCC? I think it's the FCC. Yeah, that's right. I think we should launch an FCC, not just the IOC. The FCC should investigate. Because if I got to write hashtag ad, he's got to write hashtag ad. Mm. Otherwise, he's hashtag bad. Whoa! 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 Um, but really though, the story, the, I love that the Russians have an elaborate and covert doping system and the Americans have an idiot who gets in trouble because he puts it on the gram. <laughs> Feels like an allegory for mm, something. If only I could put my finger on it. Uh, have you ever, it also got me thinking about the times I've been caught in a stupid way Ugh. for things such as, uh, I've got many. I'll start with one while you guys think of a time it's happened to you. <laughs> but one time in high school, I used to have parties and it was because I didn't have friends and I thought I could get them through having parties. Turns out you just get a bunch of people in your house and no one even knows it's your house. So you don't get any points for it. And then you get caught. So somebody in high school, I lived in a town where people were really stingy about their beer. When you Maybe that's all high schools. When you're an adult, you bring a 30 to a party and you put it in the fridge and people take from it. In high school, you'd carry our, our school. People would carry their beers on their back. In a backpack. Oh. Or they would like hide them in a different part of the fridge so that people wouldn't take their beers. Mm. 
which is like you're drinking warm beer that's been in your fucking backpack. Uh, so someone must have decided they'd hide their Bud Heavies in my mom's curtain in the oh in the living goodness. room, which is a room you have a room in your house that's called the living room, but it's you never go in it. Yeah, it's like the sitting room or the den. It's not the family room where you sit. I know everybody calls it something different. This is a room we never go in. And she's got those curtains that drape in between the window, like a valance, if that's what that's called. Sure. Somebody hid their beer in that. And I, when I cleaned up after the party, I didn't check the curtains. <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. And my mom, who is a psychopath, was cleaning the house, was dusting the valance and reached in and was like, what the f*** is this? And pulled out a Bud Heavy. I was in the room when it happened because it's connected to our kitchen. And I was like dads what <laughs> i said dads and she was like just she just gave me a look of like okay let's i'll i'll entertain that and she goes why dad put his beer in the curtain and i was like you know dad he's always doing weird stop shit. it and she goes then she she had the the trump card she just was like your dad drinks bud lights and i was like mother fucker. <laughs> but, but he's it, so bud heavy but at least that wasn't like you did that stupid thing. No, but it's, it's a dumb way to get fault. caught. Another way I've gotten caught for a party, quick version. Um, you know the little uh sheath that goes over the arm of a couch sometimes? Yep. It's yeah. like that little half. Yeah. What is that? What is that? It ruins my life. Oh. Somebody was packing up their bag after the party and accidentally put the sheath of the couch arm in there and it was missing. And my mom's like, where's the couch arm thing? I'm like, oh, fucking no. And then somebody te- texted somebody who texted me or called. I actually don't know. Saying like, I have your, I have a thing from your couch. Do you need it? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. I needed it yesterday. I got caught because of that. My brother got caught one time. He cleaned up his entire party, left the note on the table that said, like, thanks for having us. Thanks for buying the beer ball. What a great party. Left the fucking note on the table. Yikes. Kevin, what are you doing? Throw the note away. That's real bad. What about you guys? I had an online version of that, essentially. Do you remember? What was that like? Blo- was it my journal or live, live journal? Live, it was live journal. Yeah. So I had a- Dop and our emotions can tell you all about it. <laughs> I had a live journal and I would write stuff on it. And I got caught for like three different things before I figured out that my mom was reading my oh, live journal. Oh, that was stupid. Yeah, it was bad. I was like, how did she know about that? I don't know how she figured out. Maybe I left it open on like the internet, my home yeah. computer one time. No, she Googled you. Yeah, it was bad. Dop. Mine makes me look like a terrible person. And it was a long time ago, and I'm just going to say that, that I am not the same person that I am today. Standing ovation. Good job, Dob. We're standing for you in the studio. So I was going out. I was single at the time. Uh, I was with a friend of mine. I was supposed to go out with this girl, and she was late, and she was like, why don't you just meet us at the bar that we're going to? So I was hanging out with my neighbor, who was a friend of mine, and I was like, will you just come with me because I'm real nervous? Like, just hang out until she gets there. Fast forward like an hour and a half, this girl is late, and my friend and I have been having drinks all night long, and that is the time when my friend decides to tell me that she sort of has feelings for me with her friends, and decides to kiss me at the bar, and as my friend kisses me, I have a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and the girl that I was supposed to be meeting there was standing there with a friend of hers. Oh, no. Again, I feel like both of you guys, it was other people doing things. Like, mine was my own fault. 
Me and Ryan Lochte are on the same. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I could have, happy I could have told her to stop kissing me, but I didn't, and I was sure out didn't. there to like meet somebody else. So like, uh-huh. even yes. though we weren't dating at the girl and I were not dating, we were just meeting up to like hang out. Like it was definitely still like I came across like a douchebag, and I know that. Well, we're all assholes, and that's the at least none of us are as big of an asshole as Ryan Lochte. <laughs> uh, we haven't done go look it up in a while. I was thinking we could do a quick one of those. Oh yeah, before we get to that last voicemail. So we're going to do one right now, and this is Go Look It Up, which is where we tell you, because it's an audio medium, we tell you about a video that we really like, and you have to go look it up because we can't show it. We can't show it to you because it's a podcast. Dot, what do you got? Uh, there's a new trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody, which is like oh. the story of Queen and Freddie Mercury, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it does look really good. Remy... Remy Malik, that's his name. Yes, yeah, and he's, he looks awesome. He in does. That. A, it looks like. I mean, I've I've not been this excited about a music movie in quite a while, and he just from the previews, he just nails Freddie Mercury. I'm so stoked to see it. And this isn't go look it up. But in other movie news, did you see that Super Troopers have announced they're doing a third part, and they're calling it Super Troopers Winter Soldier, which is what they told us on the podcast. So I'm pretty sure we broke that news. I oh think my gosh, you're like yeah. the Adam Schefter of the movie news, Katie. That's- I've been thinking it, but, you know, it's nice to hear someone else say it. (laughs) Ashley, what's your go look it up? Uh, I actually need help looking this up because I saw this video (laughs) on TV, and it's a baby calling glass before he throws a no-look shot of a diaper into a trash can. He banks it off the wall into the trash can, and I can't find it on the internet. We saw it here in the studio on Get Up, and... um then she's been looking for it on the internet. So, she can't find it. So you go, go look, look it up, up and then send Ashley a link. <laughs> send it to me because it's real cute. At Ashley Braben. It's important <laughs> for the people to know that because I get a lot of tweets saying they look for you. I'm like, it's literally just her name. My go look it up, which I recommend you look it up immediately, is a video of Mo Salah playing basketball. Aww. So I first saw it as pictures. In my Twitter timeline, somebody, I love you guys, you send me pictures of him when you see them because uh, cause I love him so much. So the internet will just be like, Katie, did you see this? I'm like, I didn't, but I love it. So I've got like vacation pictures saved on my phone of his, which isn't creepy if you just blow past it. So um, <laughs> I saw pictures of him playing basketball and he looked very like acrobatic, but it didn't look like a basketball player. But it was still like, oh, great form. Um Flash forward to a couple of days later when the video came out and oh my God, he's so bad. But that's what you want. Right? You don't want to be out here like crushing, being good at bat. Like just be really good at soccer. But it's so funny to see like a, a world-class athlete suck at his point. <laughs> I'll go look it up. You should go look it up. He's so fucking cute. And I'm going to see him on Wednesday. I'm going to the game. I'm very excited. That's awesome. Yay! Okay. Uh, all right. We're running out of time. Dop, do we have one more voicemail? We do have one more voicemail. Okay, so before we do that, we should probably talk about SeatGeek. Please don't make it difficult. Oh, I won't. Um, why don't you just do this in your dop voice? What's my dop voice? Why don't you even get out of bed? That's today? my Eeyore voice. Oh, I okay. thought that. Oh, I thought that no, was no. me. Oh. No, it is you, but it's you as E. <laughs> I can just do it as Eeyore slash dop. Deal. Buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but someone told me there's a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event if you're the type of person that likes to go to stuff. I'm not. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out with all those friends you have, what's that like? Or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Must be nice. 
There's nothing quite like being there in person, someone said to me once, but I don't believe it. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. It saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. I just do it all by myself. <laughs> and to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. I'm poor. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence, something I've never had. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. You don't need tickets to stay at home and read a book. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Not me, though. I pay full price. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code NOLAN today. That's promo code NOLAN, N-O-L-A-N, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on Why'd I Even Get Out of Bed Today? That was good. That's that was good. That was that was really nice. good. He's sad. I know. But not about SeatGeek. Just sad. You felt bad laughing at him. You shouldn't. He was sad on purpose. <laughs> if you go back and watch Eeyore, it's like, man, that is a depressed donkey. <laughs> and we laughed at him. And he has a party and they have pinned the tail on the donkey at the party. Yeah, it's He's a fucking donkey. Have a little respect. Have some respect, Dop. Give me a voicemail. Hey, Katie, Dop, and Ashley. Real quick question. With the fantasy focus stuff starting up here on July 30th, what's happened to Dop? Love you, mean it, Brian California. Hey Brian, what a great question uh, that we should have asked probably sooner because we've now learned. Dop, do you want to tell him or you want me to tell him? Uh, why don't you tell him? Dop's going away. He gone. He gone. <laughs> uh, no more Dop after this week, right, Dop? Yeah, this is the last one. Because he's got to go back to his big boy job. Well, Our time with him is dopping. Do- <sighs> yep. Uh, sounds Stop, about right. Dop and roll on with the podcast. Roll away. <laughs> roll away. Yeah, so Dop is, uh, he's, we knew this. We knew this was coming. We just didn't know it was coming so soon. So Dop has to go uh, back and do the great work he does with Fantasy Focus and that motherfucker Matthew Berry. Uh, and it's going to be great, but we... Have to find a new dop. Yeah. Dop, you gonna help with that? I'll do what I can. I mean, oh, you want to do some wow. interviews? So no, so no. no, he can't do anything because he's on a much more important podcast that makes a lot like more that. money for the network. That's fine. We're gonna keep on keeping on, mm-hmm. Ashley and I. We're gonna maybe, hopefully, get some help. But if not, you know, gotta give the people what they want. So we'll miss you, Dop. Yeah, I'll miss you guys. I'll Thank miss you, you guys for- a lot. It's been a ton of fun being able to be on this show. It's been really fun to have you. It really has. We're going to miss your... Um, Wisdom. Yeah. We're going to miss your quips about the things you know so much about. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to miss your blind smarts. It means a lot to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> no, we really are going to miss you, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not happy with Matthew, so I'll tell him about it later. I'll always be here. 
Well, oh, that's actually not true at all. You're oh, leaving. yeah. Actually, sorry. Oh, wait. That's not true. Except next week that's and the like, week after that. That's and like all when Rose says, week. I'll never let go, Jack, and immediately lets go of his hand. That's what Dop just did to us. I'll always be here. All right, guys. That's it for this week's edition of Sports. Shout out to SeatGeek. I just said sports, like normal. Sports. Thank you. Shout out to SeatGeek, Simply Safe, and Quip. Big thanks to you guys, obviously, for listening now and then the second time later, which, again, required to do by law, so don't fuck around. I know people. Um... Leave us a nice review whenever you feel like it uh, because, you know, we read them and we love them like this one that says, is it bad I listened to your podcast like six times and laughed at the same time every time? I'm embarrassed for posting this. I love you. Mean it. Hashtag asking for a friend. Hashtag Thor is not a person. Mm. Hashtag timeout. That's right. I put you in timeout because you <laughs> – I'm still not over All it. right. It's fine. Lastly, don't forget you can always leave us a voicemail. You have been so good. Yes. I'm just leaving. You I'm should out. go. Bye. Now I'm all alone. There's no Duff. There's no Ashley. Uh, 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Say goodbye, Doc. Bye. I'll miss you guys. I love no, you. That You can't give it a... You gotta oh, give them a real sorry. one. You were yelling from the other side of the room. Hey, bye, guys. I'll miss you. I love you. We'll miss you and we love you, too. Bye, guys. Love you. Mean it. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.